of this that nobody's talking about. What the hell went wrong with U.S. and Israeli intelligence and the Israeli defense that allowed this to happen? Everybody seems to be punting that as a question for later. I think it's a question for now, if you're Israel. I mean, look, I think that Nikki Haley, I disagree with you a little bit there. I don't think she's a child. I think that she is somebody who is, like many politicians, in a position to get wealthier from war. Look at the military contracting business and otherwise. But put that to one side. The message that I would send would be very different. Get to the bottom of what allowed this gaping hole of intelligence and defense to even happen before... Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Putin! Putin! Oh, you heard that? Oh, yeah. I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. Stay woke. Stay Let's <laughs> go. All right, I'm recording, so let's see here. Thanks, Obama. October 18, 2023, and you're tuned in to the Good Time Culture Podcast. I am OG Mud Dog, and on the other mic, you'll be listening to my buddy Hollywood. And together, we are your ancient astronaut theorists of record. And before I end, please get a pen. Make sure you have a paper, maybe a millennium yellow legal pad, something. Press record or just don't forget. That everything. And that's right. I mean everything that we speak about on this show is protected opinion. All right, Hollywood, let's go. Nonsense Nation, you made Woo. it back for another week of this uh, ridiculous um, end of times. It's uh, apparently encroaching on us here. We do appreciate you guys. We're grateful to have some some people coming back, and uh, all glory to God. Uh, we made it back. Shout out to all those who have been subscribing to the show. Thank you so much. For sure. We uh, After last show, we almost didn't make it back, but... Uh, we tried to hug it out earlier uh, before the show, but it was a little rough. Uh, my dog didn't want to hug me, so I don't know if we're uh, we're okay here. But we'll we'll get through this. We at this point we are doing a uh, public service. Uh, I'm not even sure if uh, <laughs> if uh, we're doing this for you. We're doing this for you guys. So. Actually, I do it for <laughs> me, and um, because I got to get it out. This is my this is my 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 hour and a half of uh, venting, and um, sometimes my theories get pushed back. But so far, my chicken theory has proven right. Not because you know I'm such a wise man, but you know chickens are always good. You can barbecue mm. them, fricassee them. You can uh, do all kinds of things with those things. This is your uh, survival uh, chicken farm theory, dude. dude. <laughs> and moonshine. And moonshine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Chicken and moonshine is how I'm going to make my money. I don't know. The moonshine part, I could definitely see there. That Dude, would, that I'm would... going gonna, gonna to steal your apple pie recipe, and I'm going to be a billionaire. It's really funny. Everybody, you know, you pretty much always talk about 
what you should uh, be investing in in this point at this point with our economy. You know, there's a lot of people talking about gold and silver and, you know, getting food uh, stashed and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, the, the things I was thinking about that would probably be the most beneficial is like, not for me, obviously, but cigarettes and alcohol. Like well, if you bought a bunch of cheap bottles of vodka, you could probably get a lot done if, on your street if you needed to. How how <laughs> difficult is to get things to grow? And if you don't practice now and start learning, if things hit the fan and all you can do is grow things to kind of maybe subsidize something, you know? Yeah. Um, how many? I mean, because it, I dude, I've everything I planted. I get I got a corn, two two cantaloupes. I got one watermelon that's coming in. And I got some chiles, and that's it. Everything else died out on me. Some survived. Mm-hmm. And I guess I learned that usually you get one corn or two corns out of a husk. That's why you see rows. Imagine that's why you see rows of corn because out of that long stem, there's maybe one or two corns out of that, or, you know, husk of corn. It's brutal, man. Dude. I'm uh, I'm probably going to end up uh, not making it if I have to grow my own food because I've tried that before, and it is very difficult. Well, one thing my grandpa taught me is how to dress, you know, an animal. And like I've heard before, and it's true, I I won't go hungry. It might not be my animal, but I ain't going to go hungry. Yeah, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we do appreciate you guys making it back for another show. Um, we are logged into Telegram and... Uh, uh, gilded chat right now so if anybody wants to get on there there's a there's a email if you guys want to contact contact us that way dude you know uh obviously if you find some uh enjoyment in this show if you're coming back and listening again please tell someone about the show and tell a, a friend up. man tell a buddy kind of helps us uh the nonsense spread the word a little bit and um yeah let's that uh, comes out of the sixth largest city of in california you know, California over here where uh where the Pacific Ocean is uh crashing against the the beach over here on the mm-hmm. sunset if anybody's wondering. Uh We had a lot of fog today. It's pretty nice. Dude, a little the, foggy morning. Beautiful. On the uh the you, you always say central coast. We're on the armpit. I don't think we're in the central. I think we're well, southern. It's called the Gold Coast. <laughs> it is called the Gold Coast. I'll agree with that. Uh, so let's get into it here. This is White Blake, and they'll be weeping. <laughs> you know what? This area is actually one of the uh, number one destination for New Zealanders for some reason. New Zealanders love this area. Hmm. Uh, I figured this is pretty fitting with kind of the madness that's going on in the world, uh, the uh, emotional madness that's going on in the world. But here we go. So follow me as we walk it through apocalypses. They'll be weeping, gnashing the teeth, and that's where you headed if you don't believe in Jesus. They'll be weeping, gnashing the teeth, and that's where you headed if you don't believe in Jesus. 
You know Satan, blinded the mind of unbelievers I'm getting hot despite the censorship, I got a fever I'm a dog, I'm a dog, golden retriever God anointed me and I don't think I need a feature Removed my heart made of stone, he did the whole procedure I'm born again in Christ Jesus, I'm a new creature So turn it up, get it loud, blast it through your speakers Like I don't like Blake no more, man, he's always preaching they get cut off like I don't even need a reason Adam and Eve and the fall Garden of Eden Satan is the father of lies He be deceiving So I gotta let it shine Just like a beacon Mm-hmm Interesting So do you, um do you get those, uh, it's probably a touchy subject. I'm just kind of curious. Do you get the, the same emotional response to the Israeli, just in general, the Israeli stuff, or are you kind of able to kind of step back or are you, cause it's tough for Christians. This is what I'm noticing. Well, I, I I don't know if, if if I'm drawing lines to obvious. Uh, what I say, um, coincidence that I see in the protests that are pro-Palestinian. Um, when I was listening to Rebel News, they were featuring reporters. Uh, one of the what probably their best reporter, um, Menzler. Uh, guy went in there and tried to ask questions, and the same tactic they were addressing, and he and he, you know, those the 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 colors of mm-hmm. of uh, the Palestinians with headdress, you know, covered, and all the majority of the ones who were really guiding the protest were women, mm-hmm. and they had the umbrellas, and they mm. were blocking shots. They were going up to people who were. Mm. The guy was going, "Hey, why are you protesting?" And you know, you think you're 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 standing for something. And when he would go up and ask questions, there would be someone. In one occasion, she tried to speak Arabic to her, and she goes, "I don't understand Arabic." And she goes, "Well, can I? Can you come over here? Can you give me two minutes?" And they would tell them, you know, to to ignore them, to ignore the press. And you're like, if you're protesting, because the question goes, "So how do you feel?" Because he would ask that, and then the follow-up question, how would you feel about what happened? I mean, a week ago, you know, so many people died. What's your opinion of that? And a lot of them were like, good, because of what Israel's done for so long against the people. But there were so many angry women. I didn't see one man. It was women, women, women out there. And it seemed and they had like the it umbrellas? was plain. Huh? They had the umbrellas? They were yeah, doing the umbrella yeah, technique. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, you know, help things and the same ta- the same tactic uh-huh. stopping him, um, blocking his yeah, thing so of, of being record. able to hear yeah. any of the speeches. But you're thinking you're protesting. You want your voice to be heard. There, yeah. but oh, I don't trust Rebel News because you'll twist the the news. And you're like, so the same things that you would hear BLM, same thing you hear from um, uh, Antifa, the same thing you hear all from supposedly AOC and everybody. That. It's the same tactics. It's it, and you look at the person who is speaking. It's the same face. It's the same built. It's the same. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like a carbon copy of mm-hmm. of uh, 
any one of the squads, the pretty ones, the pretty ones, mm-hmm. and they're the ones talking really arrogantly, and he couldn't even ask a question, and right away, you know, well, you better effing better effing learn this, and that she used effing, right? She used the word, and you go, like, wait a minute. The same thing when the when if there was a question to push a little bit back to their narrative, and then when he did have questions, they couldn't get off track. They were like, "Well, no, you're trying to just discourage the talk." But blah blah, because he would say one of the questions he asked when they were speaking to him, a reply was after they would say something. It goes, "Okay, Israel doesn't want them there. Why isn't Egypt allowing?" them to go into Egypt? Why isn't any other country going, okay, if this is going to happen, if they're going to get bombed by Israel, why are they not letting them go? And, oh, you're trying to to change the conversation. The true person who's pushing against Palestine is Israel, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, I understand that. But and eventually, and then, but they wouldn't get off the narrative that Israel is the issue. Israel's been taking over the country. People forget this is the third Israel nation. There was no no no. Anyways, I can I have a clip that'll explain it better than I can. Yeah, there's uh, it's you know I I see it as more in of a general kind of Marxist mentality because a lot of those a lot of those same types of college the uh, tactics, yeah, kids. You know, they're. It's not only like you said that they're anti-American, but they're anti-capitalist. So I, they I don't, don't say it. I I I quote the great Adam Carolla, and I'm going to say that because it was. I'm quoting him. I got a clip of him too, talking about this same thing. So I mean, there. That's the the hard part is. Uh, you wonder, like, if it wasn't Palestine, it would be something else that would be pissing these these people off they'd be pissed about something but uh there is people and i I was watching a protest mm. of these people in um great britain and you can see they're from that region they seem to be homosexuals free in great britain to be maybe from muslim descent or from that country but if i go by their exterior with the colored hair with we stain with uh with gaza and their color is the rainbow what would happen to them in Gaza if they were standing in the corner like that? Oh, what happens to a Christian? There you go. <laughs> I mean, dude. No, no, but that man who is safe there in London to do that, what would happen to him? There's areas in London that he can't go like that. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's like biting the hand that feeds you. That's It's so moronic. Yeah, it, what's even weirder is that those same people were the people that were so into, probably had Ukraine flags in their bios, are now siding with Russia, because Russia's <laughs> kind of siding with Palestine. So how does, I mean, it's, the the, did you hear how, the did twisting you hear is insane. I, I've never... Uh, I've never seen anything so polarizing and so twisting. I mean, Trump was bad, but to see uh, the left kind of losing their shit, and then you see the right and how they basically are completely divided on this. They're you know half the Republicans, you know, don't want to fund anything. Not it's not just Israel; they don't want to fund anything, which I agree with, by the way. 
And then the other half's, you know, ready to send a hundred billion, you know, to Israel to. What about the? I don't know what to do, but have have you thought about this? That every supposedly, um, uh, what do you call uh, empire, has always went and put soldiers on the land of Israel, and somehow, and right now we just sent Marines, just like Rome, just like Greece, just like Great Britain, just like so many nations that have that have stumbled over Israel, send their soldiers, and eventually. They'll occupy it. How much further before the U.S. says, oh, we're going to have a base here or something? Yeah, I mean, I I see what you're saying. I just I apply that to Israel itself at this point because, you know, there well, could be an occupier there right now. Can I, can I play a clip? Turn me up, bro. Someone could explain it better than I could. Give me... um. All right, here we go. When I did my graduate studies at the Middle East Institute at Columbia University's School of International Affairs, Who is this? I took many Figure courses you. on the okay. question of the Middle East conflict. <sighs> semester after semester, we studied the Middle East conflict as if it was the most complex conflict in the world, when in fact, it is probably the easiest conflict in the world to explain. It may be the hardest to solve, but it is the easiest to explain. In a nutshell, it's this. One side wants the other side dead. Israel wants to exist as a Jewish state and to live in peace. Israel also recognizes the right of Palestinians to have their own state and to live in peace. The problem, however, is that most Palestinians and many other Muslims and Arabs do not recognize the right of the Jewish state of Israel to exist. This has been true since 1947, when the United Nations voted to divide the land called Palestine into a Jewish state and an Arab state. The Jews accepted the United Nations partition, but no Arab or any other Muslim country accepted it. When British rule ended on May 15, 1948, the armies of all the neighboring Arab states, Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Transjordan, and Egypt, attacked the one-day-old state of Israel in order to destroy it. But to the world's surprise, the little Jewish state survived. Then it happened again. In 1967, the dictator of Egypt, Gamal Abdel Nasser, announced his plan, in his words, to destroy Israel. He placed Egyptian troops on Israel's border, and armies of surrounding Arab countries were also mobilized to attack. However, Israel preemptively attacked Egypt and Syria. Israel did not attack Jordan and begged Jordan's king not to join the war. But he did. And only because of that did Israel take control of Jordanian land, specifically the West Bank of the Jordan River. Shortly after the war, the Arab states went to Khartoum, Sudan, and announced their famous three no's. No recognition, no peace, and no negotiations. What was Israel supposed to do? Well, one thing Israel did a little more than a decade later in 1978 was to give the entire Sinai Peninsula an area of land bigger than Israel itself and with oil back to Egypt because Egypt, under new leadership, signed a peace agreement with Israel. So Israel gave land for the promise of peace with Egypt 
and it has always been willing to do the same thing with the Palestinians. All the Palestinians have ever had to do is recognize Israel as a Jewish state and promise to live in peace with it. But when Israel has proposed trading land for peace, as it did in 2000, when it agreed to give the Palestinians a sovereign state in more than 95% of the West Bank and all of Gaza, the Palestinian leadership rejected the offer and instead responded by sending waves of suicide terrorists into Israel. Meanwhile, Palestinian radio, television, and school curricula remain filled with glorification of terrorists, demonization of Jews, and the daily repeated message that Israel should cease to exist. So it's not hard to explain the Middle East dispute. One side wants the other dead. The motto of Hamas, the Palestinian rulers of Gaza, is, we love death as much as the Jews love life. There are 22 Arab states in the world, stretching from the Atlantic Ocean to the Indian Ocean. There is one Jewish state in the world, and it is about the size of New Jersey. In fact, tiny El Salvador is larger than Israel. Finally, think about these two questions. If tomorrow Israel laid down its arms and announced, we will fight no more, what would happen? And if the Arab countries around Israel laid down their arms and announced, we will fight no more, what would happen? In the first case, there would be an immediate destruction of the state of Israel and mass murder of its Jewish population. In the second case, there would be peace the next day. As I said at the outset, it is a simple problem to describe. One side wants the other dead. And if it didn't, there would be peace. Please remember this. There has never been a state in the geographic area known as Palestine that was not Jewish. Israel is the third Jewish state to exist in that area. There was never an Arab state, never a Palestinian state, never a Muslim or any other state. That's the issue. Why can't the one Jewish state the size of El Salvador be allowed to exist? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a uh, pro-Israel stance, I'd say. Well, I think because he's Jewish. Yeah. Is it pro? Yeah, because there's, there's context there's a lot of context to stuff. I mean, I don't know the history of the three different um, nations. I don't know about any of that. I can't speak from that. But, you know, we, I think, did we talk about how Hamas was funded and trained by us, Israel and the U.S.? Can I play one more? Yeah. This is short. 2014. Wow. Did, Some, that's when she died. So this is... You don't That's want to ask Oh, okay. So shortly before she died, at least she got her piece in before she left us about Palestine. So I'm trying to get celebrity reactions to what's going on with the Palestinians and Israelis right now. Let me just tell you, if New Jersey were firing rockets into New York, we would wipe them out. I am so bored. We heard they were digging tunnels from New Jersey to New York. We would get rid of Jersey. So I don't want to hear anymore. Oh, we'll do a partial truce. The Palestinians, you cannot throw rockets and expect... 
expect people not to defend themselves. What about the civilian casualty rate? Civilian, then don't put your goddamn things in private homes. I'm sorry. Don't don't you dare put weapon stashes in, in, in private homes and then we say get out. Of, of course we're going to do it. The response normally is where the, where are the civilians supposed to go? I don't care. They started it. It is you're all insane. They started it. What are you all saying? They started it. The Israelis did not throw their for, for months this has been going on. How do you resolve? What are you supposed to how do, you, how do you resolve? How do I know because I have been over there. That's how I know. And I wish the world would know. And BBC should be ashamed of themselves. And CNN should be ashamed of themselves. And Everybody, stop it already. You know, like uh, Dwight Howard tweeted, Free Palestine took it back. Selena Gomez tweeted uh, a pro Gaza. Oh, Selena yeah, Gomez. Oh, yeah, that college. Mm-hmm. Remember when Twitter tweets actually meant something and the newspaper always wanted to counter you by a quote from Twitter? <clears throat> oh, Selena, I, I, that was one of the classic answers back. Yeah, she's a college grad. And the whole point of it, this is something that they've been doing. For a long time, this ain't that was 2014. There you go. Yeah, here is oh boy, 2009. So prior to that, this is Ron Paul, Congressman Ron Paul, uh, given what uh, we probably should have taken heed to long ago, but apparently, uh, we want to bomb people. As Americans say, well. We have such a good system, we're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s... Uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden, and uh, we were contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the, with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. Can I rebuttal? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what he says is true. And to the fact that now, instead of going through Israel for Hamas, now they're going through, um, what's that country? Iran? Remember how we just gave them money and they gave the money to Hamas, supposedly they're funding them, and now they're funding them? Where did they get the money from? All of a sudden they had money to give to them and they did that. I agree with a lot of the stuff that he's saying and why why we want the conflict to happen there. We know already know that. The, 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 the military complex is what wants it to be happening. We're seeing it. We're sending Marines there. I, I I believe that the 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 fire that's being blown. I, I first of all the issue between what's happening in there are thousands of years ago, thousands of years ago. And you got to break it down, break it down like no agenda would. Like let's 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 break this down because we're being 
We're being screwed with right now, buddy. It, all of all of a sudden, matters, all of a sudden, we but, started seeing news about laser systems that now Israel, instead of having their dome, are using laser weapons, and now that is what brought down a lot of those missiles. Do you see what they're talking about now? I believe that all this. It may be sounding crazy, but I believe still the defense fund and the money and all that because it's amazing to me that if that area was such a big issue, where were all their guards? All of a sudden, the story is out of Israel is they started counting on all their electrical stuff that they bought that that was going to, they could just keep their guard down a little better. For seven hours? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Now, then that is, who's, is that the same thing we had in our country? Were they told to stand down? Yeah, we talked about it last week. It's uh, so then that very is where, obvious that, to me. And that so. is where it's kind of crazy, right? And that's where the question comes around about going, what the heck is going on here? The first, uh, the people that want to send money and... Whatever they want to do, they want to help Israel because the only answer to helping Israel is to take out Hamas and probably most of Palestine. Well, you're going to have a refugee crisis at that point, massive amounts of people flooding into the Western countries because we already know nobody else has taken them. So can I ask this? So hold on. If you want to go defend Israel so bad, not talking to you, in general. They should be the first person that takes a Palestinian into their house. Seems logical to me. If you if you care that much, you want to protect Israel on the other side of the planet, then yeah, I don't want them here, honestly. So, you know, maybe, I don't know how we uh, we keep control of them, but well, because there there was sixty thousand Afghanistani Afghani's that came in after that botched withdrawal that Biden had. Sixty thousand people came in. I mean, dude, the the population of Palestine's ten times what Cabal was or Kabul or whatever, however you say it. Well, this is just something that I, I feel it's really frustrating to me because people jump up and down about. Oh my gosh, this is awful. I can't believe this is happening. Well, think about what the ramification is, what you're suggesting we do, what that's going to entail. You know, that's going to be well, can I serious uh <laughs> expensiveness plus it's the 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 refugee thing that I'm concerned about. It took this country 30 years for its rage to calm down supposedly because of 9/11. What did we, re- how did this country react? Oh, yeah, we were stupid. Okay, yeah. so now, does Israel have the right to defend itself? Yes. If it would have defended itself right there, I don't understand why it took them seven hours to start defending themselves. I do. You don't understand? Well, we, we that's what, that's, I think we already put to that point, and I think I'm being sarcastic with that question. Well, the, you need to be specific, because that didn't sound sarcastic. Well, Again, you need to get your emotions a little controlled because stop taking this personal. So stop doing it. No, but that. If, if you're unwilling to see that they'll set something up to 
to have a problem reaction solution. If you don't see that, I don't Dude, know what to tell you. You need to fix your headphones because like, I don't know what you're hearing out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. What are you? What? Tell me. Dude, I, I, <laughs> what, what is that? What, what exactly is your thing? Tell who, me who, what's, what, no, no, what's no, no, coming no, no, no. out of your mouth, buddy. No, I, I, <laughs> dude. I'm confused about what's coming out of your mouth. What exactly are you saying? Say it, blurt it out. What uh, is it you're trying to say? I'm saying it was a false flag and it was allowed to happen because they want more of something. Who I does? don't know what it is. I Who? don't know. Who's they? I don't know. Oh, come on. I mean. Don't don't use that word they if you don't know who they are. I mean. Don't use that word they. That's a, that's a, uh, that's such a stupid question and that's stupid sorry for that word but that word they no 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 who are they okay the western powers who western the g7 okay what is the interest the interest is dominant control and completely uh they're basically encircling anybody that is tempted with the bricks at this point so if you're if you're leaning towards going with Russia, China, and this other, because there's seven other countries that are joining the BRICS, and that starts in January, you know, you, you kind of, at a certain point, you wonder, what is the U.S. going to do to protect the petrodollar? You know, because it's, uh, you know, it might not be around. It's definitely not going to be what it is now in the future. So what are they going to do to protect the petrodollar when everybody is going you know to the BRICS standard and i just see war as a perfect way to make people decide whose side are you on are you are you with BRICS or are you with because if you're think about how it's divide it's made this line for people that have and i'm talking specifically like countries they have to decide, are we going to support Israel or are we going to support Hamas or Palestine or whatever? And it's very, you know, the dollar dominant, the petrodollar people, they can look at that and pretty much figure out where that country is going to be going in the future. Are they going to stick with us or are they going to go with the bricks? What do you, what do you think they used uh, to get the Arabs uh, riled up? What what makes what gets what makes them what what do you think they you think it's money? Just in general or what, recent? What do you think? What recent? do you think? What 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 do you think that they're offered? Oh, um, or mm. what what for or mm-hmm. is it that? Is it a cultural thing that they've been dealing with this for probably a couple hundred years before we knew anything about it, or? I don't know because I think that you're there's two different or three different interests in, in this whole, in that area. And the, you may say the people who want to make money, the industrial complex, all that, they have one interest. Then someone else for land where may have an interest, but then you have this cultural, this battle, this, tribal thing that they've had this it may say biblical stories this this turmoil that they have between them there's so many layers to this 
that there's got to be something that the money bag guys want that they're using that they can twist to get these people to react a certain way to the other people. There's got to be something basic there where they can say, yeah, this is something that's right so that the Canadian Palestinians can say, look, it's good that this is happening to Israel. It deserves it. I I don't know for sure. I mean, just speculating here. uh, I wonder if it's like kind of the underdog type of attitude because, you know, I've always, I've always been that type that uh, even though Israel's tiny, you know, they are, in my mind, far superior uh, in military. And that there's this uh, tendency for a lot of people. And, you know, I kind of was in there for a little, never really with countries and wars, just with sports or whatever, that I would root for the underdog. So you agree with, and, and hold on to this. Mm-hmm. So you believe with like socialism because socialist says you shouldn't have a billion dollars. What do you mean? I out-earn you, OG Mutt Dog, because I did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't I prepared. I, I invested in my infrastructure. I bought what I needed, and you didn't. You decided to do other stuff with your money. We we put money into this stuff, and it grew. Okay, so now you're like the, the socialist. Says, no, 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 no. See, no one needs a billion dollars. So now you're telling me that Israel did all that stuff no one needs all those weapons to defend themselves, but yet we want our guns to defend ourselves, no matter what we want. But Israel shouldn't be able to buy any amount of weapons they want to defend themselves. And because they have the capability of doing it, they are punished for it. So again, it's like the socialist idea saying you have too much money and there's no reason why you need a billion dollars. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for the infrastructure, there's no way you can have that billion dollars. So, again, there's no way Israel could happen unless all the United Nations got there and then gave it to them. Right? The same idea. It's the same structural argument if you look at it. Because why should Israel dominate over? We dominate over Mexico. Is that right? I mean, Mexico, it's like, you know, they need us. If we also close the door and start buying from them, they, I don't know what happened to their economy. But are we bad for that? And some people say that is. But it's that same idea. So now Israel, for being a successful country, is now punished. Okay. How are they punished? Well, by your saying. What am I saying? I said they're punished, being punished? That they, because they can protect themselves, Uh now they're the bigger people, and Palestine is the little guy. And so I root for the little guy. Yeah, and so because, I, again, like a billionaire, because he worked hard and he invested and, and worked out and whatever, he's a billionaire. But no, it's you got too much. Um, You don't deserve that money. So, Israel, you did all the right things and you're protecting yourself, but you don't deserve all that. Look at the Palestines. Give them some. Give it to them. Give them more. Give them more. And the same thing here. Oh, there's homeless people here? Oh, give them more. Give them more. You don't deserve all that stuff. Give them more. Hmm. I don't. It's the same philosophy. Yeah, I don't think anybody's giving Gaza Strip anything. Yeah, we are. But uh, they don't produce anything. They live on handouts. Okay. Do you? Okay. There's an embargo on the Gaza Strip. They're not allowed to import, export, or build. Like they 
They can't even get concrete, allegedly. Do I don't guys, know if that's true or not, but I've heard that. Did, did, but why? Didn't we hear about, okay, did you know that Egypt built a border? They have a wall between Palestine and Egypt because they don't want them to go to Egypt? Okay. Okay, so why why is that okay? If they are attacking Israel, and Israel goes, look, you can't have it because they've had cement, and then they've used it to attack them with it. So like, dude, what's up with you? They've even given them material to build, and they've used it to attack them with it. So you're going, okay, so what do you do now? So you collectively punish the whole place, all the children, everything. So how... for? <laughs> So how? What do you do then? What's the answer? What's this is, your answer? This is probably the better the better discussion and the better question. What is your answer? What's defending the Israel the whole show, but yeah, what is the answer? Peace. Turn the other cheek. Uh, uh, you're such a you're such a liar. Don't hold on. Get rid to of anger. your guns. Then you're such a liar. Get rid what? of your guns. Why? If that's true, they, you know what happened to Israel. You know they disarmed their people, where their people couldn't protect themselves. Israel did the same thing, dude. What are yes, you talking? they did. That's what I'm talking to you. Yeah. Israel's not allowed to protect themselves. Yeah. So do you understand what you're saying? It's nonsense. What you're saying is nonsense. Peace? When the other side, we just heard a whole talk about that. They don't want peace with Israel. They want annihilate Israel. How is Israel can make any peace with someone that doesn't want to? How can you make friends with someone that doesn't want to be friends with you? Well, you. How do you do that? And you're gonna, oh, we're gonna go talk to them, and we're gonna teach them, and we're gonna civilize them, and we're because okay, so, they're monkeys. Okay. They're like monkeys, Buddy. and we're gonna teach them how to be people, okay? And we're gonna show them. And you're like, listen to yourself. No, listen to yourself. You sound like like you <laughs> sound like yourself, you sound buddy. like a like like these um what do you call them woke people telling mm-hmm. black people that they're oppressed. You're like, what? It's the same ideology and you can't see it you can't see the no, pattern i see it but i know you don't i'm unwilling are you going to take a palestinian at your house no because they'll kill me yeah why don't so, you take them so what so happens? why should israel take them i don't i'm not saying israel should what's take your them. answer i'm saying peace is the answer dude how are you going to have peace when that people there want to kill you they don't want peace with you didn't you hear that yeah. Prager you? They don't want peace with Israel. They don't believe that Israel deserves to be there. Yeah. So how do you how do you have peace with someone like that? Yeah. Listen I mean, to your own words. I don't know, but like bombing them, do you think that's going to help? You think that's going to make them go, "Oh, actually we're scared of Israel now. We don't want to do anything to them anymore." You think bombing their children is going to help? Dude, I totally get what you're saying, but think okay, so about Israel the ramifications said, okay, of what you're so, saying. So if Israel said, okay, you know what? We're just going to, okay, we're going to turn the other cheek. We're not going to retaliate. But now, none of you guys come in here no more. We're going to put a big old wall, and that's it. We're not going to retaliate no more. Mm-hmm. Just we're not going to do business with you no more. Mm-hmm. Understand? You guys, to us, are dead. You guys go look the other way. From this side, that's it. We look the other cheek, okay? That's it. So you would have been happy with that. You go, okay, yay, 2,000 people were killed, murdered in our area, and we're going to turn the other cheek, and we're just going to ignore you, okay? Because you don't want to make peace with us, so there's no point to that. So now, that's it. That's the answer. Okay. How are you going to make peace with somebody that doesn't want to make That's you. How are you going to trust someone that leaves you for seven hours? 
like you're putting all your trust in this another government. <sighs> you don't see that that's a potential problem. Look, I'm I'm not going to go in circles with you because seriously, dude, you are out of your mind. Okay. Well, you are completely out of your mind, well, dude. I'll sign you up to the Palestinian refugee program, buddy, if that's the way you want to do it. All right, what are you talking? What what where are you I, getting that out from what I'm saying? Because you're uh you're What is You don't hear nobody you How do you defend Israel? How do you do this? How do I defend Israel? You bomb the shit out of Gaza Strip. That's what you do. So then what happens? Then you have refugees flooding everywhere. And you got a bunch of terrorists that are pissed off, even more mad now. I, I just. So I, you have Israel pissed off because they just got. If it was the government that held up Israel, it wasn't the people. The people are pissed off. Mm-hmm. Israel wants to go over there and cut some heads mm-hmm. off. They want eye for eye, teeth for teeth. So why doesn't everyone butt out and let Israel do its business because and cut all those throats and then get it over with? Because there's because all- why? Because then you come out and say, why isn't there peace? And so there's no answer. There's no solution to this because you're out of your mind. Okay. There's no solution okay. for you. So what do you want? Israel? I don't know. You don't. You so I don't that. understand. How do you respond to someone like that? We just bombed Afghanistan. We just bombed because of two towers falling in New York. We bombed places. Dude, you're... Hey, You need to change the subject because, dude, you, you need to listen to this can't podcast have, again and you're out of your you mind. Can't you have a rational discussion about something without getting just literally No, dude, because you're, it's like talking like a wall to you and wow. that is just your whole point. I mean, you, so you're going to take a Palestinian? You know what, dude? There's people in Florida walking with ISIS flags, with Palestinian flags, saying and supporting them, and you're right. We don't need to take them in. You know why? Because there they are. They'll take them in. Let them. They have people everywhere. Let them take them in. There you go, bro. There you go. But they don't want to leave that land because they want to be in that land, right? There you go. I don't understand your whole argument. Your country got attacked. How do you respond? We just got a 30-year war response. That was our response. You're playing right into their hands, dude. No. Yep. Duh. You are. No, duh. This was the whole point. This is the reaction you were supposed to have on this situation. You you see everything. This is not a battle between flesh and blood. It's a battle between spirits, and you see everything flesh and blood. Mm. And that's what you see. Mm. And that's why you have this. You can't see what I'm telling you mm-hmm. because that's why you're seeing it. But that's why you have your eyes on the flesh, which mm. is death. But the mind on the mind on the flesh is death. But the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And that's where you have your mind right now is on the flesh. And that's all you're seeing. You're not seeing that there is a spiritual battle in there because it's two different beliefs. And they do not like the other one, and they want to murder them. Yeah, neither of them like Christians either. Is that not true? Are, are Jews murdering Christians? No, but they, they, they don't. Muslims up. are murdering Christians right now. Okay, they're murdering them. You want to go on that tangent just, again with why me? Why don't you just do your show over there? Because, <laughs> like, apparently, I can't talk. 
Dude, you, you. Yeah, me. Yeah, me. I, yeah. I have opinions. Yes. Yeah, I know you have opinions. I've heard. Continue with your opinions. I'll, I'll be quiet for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Doubtful. So, uh, years ago, I Biden's going to save the day. State, but he and I work in a Senate to write something for a man. He said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I'm going to wait later. <laughs> so he was there uh, offering assurances to Israel that we're going to, uh, we're going to back them up no matter what. And uh, just in case, I wish I knew the actual name of the boat, but the last boat that was sank by the last boat that was the last American boat that was sank was actually sank by the Israelis. Did you ever hear about that one? Pretty fascinating. We'll have to cover it maybe on the next episode or something, but uh, allegedly we were kind of buddying up with, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Iranian, maybe it was Iraqi guys, but it ended up pissing off uh, Israel to the point where they repeatedly bombed, even though we were telling them to stop bombing it. This is a uh, friendly ship. They ended, it was, it ended up being 33 people killed on that ship. And then the Israelis claimed that they accidentally uh, were firing on the ship and they didn't realize it was an American ship. But, uh, so yeah, now we got two aircraft carriers in the vicinity there, which uh, I know Russia just announced that uh, they they go, it's not a threat, but uh, those two aircraft carriers are within striking distance of our sonic missiles. <laughs> so now we have we have uh, five total aircraft carrier groups. Two of them are going to be right there next to Israel. One's on the east coast, and I think one's the China Sea. So we basically have, maybe it's in uh, Pearl Harbor area, but we basically have zero defense on our west coast uh, while we defend Israel. So this is, this is one of the reasons why I say these kind of things, just because, yeah, I care about everybody, and I want peace for everybody, and it's impossible, whatever, but who cares? What about America? What about our border? What about our problems here? Because we have a lot of them here. And if, you know, people, people want to, you know, before they're even done taking their stupid Ukraine sticker off and funding Ukraine wars, they're off to go, you know, fund another, another uh, war. And then this is uh, Janet Yellen telling you how it is. In terms of uh, what this all means... Paul Tudor Jones, the famed investor, was on CNBC this week, and he said, this is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War II, with debt to GDP at 122 percent. Can America, can the West, afford another war at this time? I I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And 
we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look, the American economy is doing extremely well. What? Mm-hmm. And this is a pretty interesting little video here. It's, I think, a TikTok video of a guy that basically, I think this went around a while ago, but uh, it's he took pictures of prices a year ago exactly and is going around Costco and showing the price today. Photos he took a year ago. So I'm walking around Costco here and I'm noticing these prices. For example, these Madras lentils, fifteen ninety nine. I bought those a year ago for six ninety nine. I keep getting told that we got, you know, six, seven percent inflation. You gotta be kidding me. Let's look at what else we got going on here. We literally bought this chicken broth five sixty nine two months ago. The man Dang, this is the flour we're mayonnaise doubled in cost. Buying for five ninety nine last year. Well, flour is more than doubled. It went from five ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. It's all stuff we already know. But the government has its own math. When you uh, when you hand out money to people at will, this is what ends up happening. So that's one of the one of the reasons why I'm very reluctant to get involved in any of this uh, this kind of stuff. Man, that. Uh, that hotel or that uh, hospital thing got weird, huh? It was like the stories went back and forth now. It's really bizarre. One thing I noticed, and I don't know if it could be just a, a conspiracy of mine here, but uh, there's a bunch of these uh, IDF military videos where they're kind of breaking down what's going on uh, in the battle or whatever. Uh, and they're kind of, so it's a pretty produced video. They're like two, about a minute, maybe two minutes. I've seen at least 10 of these now where they'll have uh, these military guys, you know, Israeli military guys given kind of a breakdown. But one of the things I noticed, I remember watching it, thinking it was kind of bizarre. Uh, I guess it makes sense that they would use social media like that, but it was kind of bizarre because the way that it was presented, the way that it looked on the video reminded me of, of the Ukrainian uh, trans Ukrainian spokesperson that was doing those videos. We played a couple of them on the show where uh, he was dressed up, you know, in military fatigues, kind of given a breakdown. Uh, it was very bizarre. I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably stretching on that one, but, the production looked very similar to me and I don't, I don't know how that could be possible, but it was very bizarre. And, uh, let's see. And then we got the sound effect. Got to do the sound effect at least once. There's that sound effect. I'm sure everybody's heard that one already. And, uh, let's see. Let's go over here. Hopefully this, uh, will be less less tense goes into any of this there's no skepticism there's just there's just lockstep obedience it's it's borderline pathetic i got a clip i want to play before we end this 
sort of look the other way. And look, the history of, of Israel and Palestine is complicated. The thing that I find interesting is people always say, well, you know, the Palestinians are living in an open prison and right. they can't get out. Well, the reason they can't get out is Egypt uh, did what Donald Trump promised to do, which is they cool, built a yeah. wall. Right. To prevent people yeah. from Gaza getting out. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but in every country in the region, there was massive protests of solidarity right. when this terrorist attack happened. None of them are taking any Palestinian refugees who mm. will naturally want to leave. Yeah. To I'm, get away again, from the response. I'm, I'm more fascinated with what's going on on the campus of Stanford and Berkeley right. than this. This is... This has been going on for thousands yeah, of years. Yeah. It's, it's trouble in the Middle East. Yeah. I've, I've heard it since the day after I was born. I get what this is. I do not get why every 19-year-old on campus got their brainwashed by it. And by the way, when you talk to them, they go, well, the the they literally say that Israel is doing what Palestine is, is doing. Mm. Well, you know, uh, actually, if you abstract at the biggest level possible here, I think it's, uh, in an odd way, it's an- they're anti-American. Yes. They yeah. see Israel as Americans' protege in this mm-hmm. war, as Americans' yes. dog, mm-hmm. war dog. No, uh, and so yeah. anything, that anything the United States does bad... We're back. Enemies of America, good. We're back to the 17 year old who just dates black guys. <laughs> do you like black guys or do you know your dad hates black guys? And you're just doing, you're just doing the opposite of whatever because all of you are just so angry and just rebelling. I, I say it all the time. It, it's like if you play with your dog and you get one of those, mm. you know, rubber hoop things and they bite on it and they start pulling, you know, they, they, they sort of. That was my point. Mm. Do it again. You have to force behaviors. At BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. All right. This is Zero Hedge. Uh, The FTX lawsuit is going through right now, so they're, uh, they're giving testimonies. There's three ex-employees of FTX, uh, Sam Bankman Freed's uh, old company, that are testifying against him. They've already uh, agreed to plead guilty and uh, basically throw him under the bus, which is pretty good. But the weird thing is, uh, this is the headline, SBF used customer funds to donate to Democrats through straw donor scheme, former FTX engineer testifies. Uh, If we kind of remember back, uh, I re- remember it pre- pretty vividly because I was involved with crypto at that time. But the there was a boom going on in uh, in crypto at that time. This was 2022 ish, uh, fall 2022. We had our elections November fourth uh, or whatever it is. Literally, I think three days later is when he got busted for he got bust. Everything went down. He got busted for uh, fraud. And they took him down. And I remember we talked about it on the show back then that the timing of that is really suspicious because obviously uh, they've said uh, Biden's number, was it Biden? Because he was 2020. But maybe he was donating even back then, but Biden's top donor was FTX. And, uh, you know, he's he's here pictures with... Uh, Maxine Waters and 
and all these people, but allegedly there's there was a lot of money being thrown around, and I wouldn't be wouldn't doubt it if Congress critters were getting theirs out of it. Uh, but it's looking like he's going to be screwed, dude. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get him out of it. I'm assuming they're going to. This was the largest, you know, Ponzi scheme in uh, history of America. Largest fraud ever perpetrated. Uh, and then this you, is... You, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Do you think there's going to... We all know the only reason he's allowed to even make any movements, or am I, you're going to talk about it, mm-hmm. is there, there's got to be... Uh, Supporters, someone that's in the scheme who's able to help them implement all this and yep. got them into being able to get up to these uh, political figures and take photos next to them. Or he's the escape goat, all the focus is on him. The other two people that were there with him, supposedly the girl and the guy that's supposedly doing all these orgies, um, they're not spoken about anymore. Well, they're, um, they're testifying. She's him, right? She's one of them. Yeah, there's three of okay, them. Okay, so that, that, that. Yeah. But then, is that all to just take away? Because he had to have investors. He had to have people um, advising him, to about what, what to do. Because that world he was walking in, you have to be introduced to a lot of people. Someone has to introduce you to them. Mm-hmm. Someone that they trust that brings you in that says, okay, yeah, I'll talk to you. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that's uh, that's how you get the the people to look the other way, and then you know that's how you also get people to give you favorable status because they're they're you know in the background with this Maxine Waters stuff. There was a lot of uh, crypto legislation that was kind of going back and forth because FTX was. It's pretty messed up, by the way. FTX was basically lobbying the government, and I'm assuming by giving them money for their campaigns, to go after other crypto exchanges. So, like, he would would basically call out another crypto exchange saying they were committing fraud or whatever when he was the one (laughs) that was committing fraud the whole time. Uh, Well, I... I so crazy. That that is the craziest story, by the way. You have... Have you heard about... I don't get it, but... um, did you have the story of uh, Hillary Clinton, Bill, uh, Trump suing Hillary Clinton in Great Britain, and that his case is going to uphold and he's going to win of the slander? I saw some because about that it. steel dossier because of this company. Say it was based on Great Britain because that guy used to be an ex MI six, and it found out that it was all fraud, and how it ruined his re- how it attacked his reputation and all that stuff. And in Great Britain, it's a big deal, hmm. and so the fact so. He's taking that guy that he's has been exposed as a fraud, mm-hmm. and they know that Hillary Clinton and her campaign spend like a billion bucks. They yeah, spend quite a lot of money on this steel dossier, right? This lady, Miss uh, Miss Hillary Clinton, people forget that she's also the person who talked asked about the first person who started asking about Obama's birth certificate, and this lady's so dirty. We know about all her uh, servers and. Oh yeah, she paid for this bathroom service. This Russian gate, <laughs> she is the mastermind of it, or whoever backs up with her, or whoever had the idea, because maybe it wasn't even her. She's probably just a puppet. But uh, this, 
we we can cut this off if it gets boring too. This is Tiffany Fong talking about the court, the trial. Put in place, and that was put in place on July thirty first, twenty nineteen, and it was just really funny because one of the exhibits that the court just showed to all of us was that on that very same day, um, Sam tweeted um, in response to someone asking if there was maybe any sort of conflict of interest between FTX and Alameda. He tweeted, and I can pull it up because I actually screenshotted the tweet Um, afterwards. I screenshotted afterwards because we don't have electronic devices. But he said, Alameda is the liquidity provider on FTX, but their account is just like everyone else's. (laughs) Alameda's incentive is just for FTX to do as well as possible. By far, the dominant factor is helping to make the trading experience as good as possible. But he blatantly tweeted, Alameda's account is just like everyone else's on the exact... So I don't know if anybody knows, it might not be interesting to some people, but how the fraud was even committed. Because basically he would take funds, he would take my my Bitcoin that I would buy or deposit there, he would take that money, give it to Alameda to do whatever, uh, invest or whatever. And then he would, to keep the balance sheet looking right, they would just issue these FTX tokens, which were, you know, basically his in-house token system. And that was basically how they were able to uh, move funds around and not, you know, not noted, you know, people weren't basically paying attention to it. Well, it's, it's so it, crazy. Isn't it interesting that it was uh, money out of thin air? It was the great. Uh, what's the what's the guy who did the best Ponzi scheme and got Murdoch? Well, this yeah, no, no but instead of having <laughs> until cash, because remember his his issue was he needed cash coming in to pay people cash. This guy, instead of having to count that, he just made up his own cash mm-hmm. and said it valued something. And here, take it. It's my word. Hey, you know I'm a crazy great investor. Yep. And this was the whole point about crypto coin. It was nothing. It was you saying, "Yeah, I have faith in this." Yep. At least with this guy, it was cash that he was moving around. Ooh, no. I mean, <laughs> no. no, no, no. I'm talking about I'm talking about Murdoch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Murdoch was cash. Yeah. He that's what that's what killed him cuz the the input wasn't enough for the output anymore. That yeah. was the issue. He didn't have enough cash coming in anymore to well, pay off dividends. You know that kept him happy. I don't. I don't know the Murdoch. Oh, dude, Murdoch, that's a fascinating the, uh, thing, dude. It's not Murdoch. It's a uh, Madoff. Madoff. The Madoff case very well, but I pretty much guarantee you that it was during a bull cycle in the stock market, just like FTX's raise. Their their climb was during the bull market of the crypto market. Yep. So they were able to basically, uh, you know, as long as crypto's going up you can do all kinds of cheating it, it, and is, is, there dip, is there a difference between the dot com companies remember how before uh, and during the uh, uh clinton presidency uh anything with a dot com was stock people were investing money and they were nothing there were no company it was just like you and i if we came up with a proper name and was able to come up with the funds to put it into stock exchange dude people were investing in them and how many of them died out yeah, it's still happening. The I just saw I should have had the article, but it was some electric bus company that was supposed to be the new hot shit in Colorado. They basically went bankrupt today. And it was, you know, one that I'm sure got hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, for electric stuff. Um, um to but, shoot uh, out a uh a, a YouTube channel, Uncle Tony. It's got a great 
what do you say, technical conversation about the fires that happened at the park, parking structure in Pittsburgh where it was an electric car, uh, an Audi electric car or a Range Rover got on fire. And since there was other electric cars in there, they all set the rest of them on fire and pretty much the it was a parking structure that collapsed over the fire. And he's calling out the BS of the electric car industry and how dangerous it really is. And mm. no mm-hmm. one's really, and they're refusing to address the issue of it. And and you're seeing so many electric car companies starting to crash. You see, they're saying that China's going to build, I don't know how many new coal mines. Dude, they, this whole electrical car thing is such a, it's, I think it's worse than the climate change thing. And then I, I just have a couple political things, just two articles here. Uh, Canada is uh, stepping their game up here. I'm not sure if anybody, this is making the rounds. A lot of people are playing it, but his name, I'm going to get it wrong. Pierre Polivare. Oh, the, the yeah. Uh, listen to this guy. This yeah. is uh, this is what we need more of right here. Um, is he talking to a reporter? Yeah. That's the one He's that kicked the rebel. That's the rebel. That's the rebel news one. Yeah. They're taking the rebel. Um, yeah. On the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly, you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, you know, I mean, it's that, that type I of ideological never talk about, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of people... I don't pe- really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, well, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a <laughs> great many Canadians, but... Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. I, you must know somebody. <laughs> this is pause it. This is where I got when you said they. I got it from his speech and ask you who are they. Ooh, he's, he's asked you who are they. Do you bring him more to the show? Because he's stud. he's why I asked you when you said they. I'm like it's because of him. Because like who who's telling you I, I'm acting like Trump? Give me some names. <laughs> You're quoting them. Obviously, you know who they are. You're quoting them. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been asking this question for years on this show. It's awesome. You could go back and ask in Hollywood and say, what are you trying to say, Dario? Why don't everyone ask this question? Who's saying this? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just literal brainwashing. That's, that that's literal was, what's going on right there. Literal. And eating an apple and just <laughs> a spinning game. Yeah, I want I want to hear more from this guy. This guy's awesome. You haven't heard him on the on the on the floor. Uh, deba- oh, there's dude. been a couple, but like I need I need full interviews with this guy. I, I need like a Joe Rogan style interview with this guy because I'm a. I can tell that the uh, this guy is he's going to get stuff done. It sounds like he's going to make uh, Trudeau have a little run for his money here. Well, he's all burdened. And that's mm-hmm. supposed to be like the Texas of of mm-hmm. um, of Canada, so maybe that's why. And then uh, another Canadian premier another here. Uh, is he? You said he's from Alberta, I believe. Wow! So this girl, <laughs> this is. Uh, I might be wrong. Oh man, it says her name too somewhere. Maybe Alberta's growing, dude. They want to succeed from um, Canada. There, there's they, her name. They want to be their own thing. They've been. 
doing trying to do that for years. So this Daniele Smith was was that the lady that was talking about how the COVID mandates were wrong and all that stuff. Remember that lady we we played up I from uh, Canada. Anyways, player. But uh, it's interesting. They they don't give good context in this one, but they're basically talking about Justin Trudeau sent her like a nasty letter. Uh, On receiving a letter from Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Okay. They don't really say why. That's the only part I wish I would know. Environment Minister Stephen Giboa is an ideologue. He's Must be an environmental an thing. He's always been going off announcing things unilaterally and he's quite frankly becoming very irritating to both me and my environment minister rebecca schultz that being said (laughs) we have a pretty constructive relationship with other federal ministers and we have a pretty constructive relationship with our deputy ministers who've been meeting this week to try to figure out a pathway for how we can align our interests towards carbon neutrality by 2050 so uh, as he continues to try to to act unilaterally i I just take him less and less seriously because (laughs) quite frankly they lost at the supreme court Uh, the supreme court said they have to make sure that they proceed in a spirit of cooperative federalism cooperative federalism is what i am doing it's when i have conversations with them i say let's align around a 2050 target it's my uh release of an emissions reduction report which we did in april it's my recommendation that we get a table together so that we can negotiate that's what cooperative federalism looks like saying outrageous things in the newspaper to try to antagonize everyone is just irresponsible and i'm, I'm i have to tell you i'm i'm developing less and less patience for it <laughs> pretty awesome though you gotta you gotta love the uh it's one thing i noticed listening to podcasts for a long time is canadians are some of the best podcasters and they i don't know what it is about them but they uh they seem to kind of hold on to traditions maybe um a little better than we do maybe or at least they're more vocal about it but what i hear about canada their problem is that the the few cities that are hardcore liberal are the ones that really control this area. And, you know, and Alberta, from what I hear is quite a cash cow for Canada. So it's, it, that's the reason why they speak up so well there. Yeah. We um, got to give the, the proper um, street cred to the trucker protest. Uh, Thank you. And we love you guys for doing that. Uh, No other country did that. It have was Canada seen, that did that. Have you seen the the lady? I I I've shameful that I don't remember her name. They're still on trial, bro. They mm. were uh, Rebel News talked about it and brought it up, and the, the accusations are the people that lived around there and saying how they felt uh, intimidated by the truckers. That's it's <laughs> yeah. it's the accusation of eight Canadian citizens over this woman who they're claiming that she organized everything. I I I'm a, I I wish I was better prepared for the but in, with names, but look it up on Rebel News. Really recommend that channel. Yeah, that was uh, was a rough rough times then. I think they help wake up the they help wake up the world, bro. I mean, that's when then you saw the the in Finland the farmers shooting manure to the. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> the Dutch farmers. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's go do our good news over here. Uh, it's all happening. Yes, that's awesome. Hmm. All right. I meant you to go news right, good news right now. 
Yeah, we're we're running long. Hour right. fifteen. Um, this I meant to cover last week, but uh, we didn't get to it. I think we were arguing last week. Now a CBS two exclusive. Check out all this loot: millions of dollars in high end shoes, including Nikes and Yeezys. You're not looking at a store though. This is a West Side warehouse, home to a theft ring that targeted freight trains. CBS two's Andrew Ramos shows us how police busted it. Now, law enforcement officials are calling it a sophisticated operation that was based here at this warehouse in the Austin neighborhood. They say the stolen goods were swiped off rail cars from across the country and then shipped here where they were sold to unsuspecting retailers. At first glance, it looks like the inventory closet of your neighborhood sneaker shop. Towers and towers of Nikes and Adidas boxes, some limited editions, others hard to find. And all of it stolen. This warehouse in Austin, now the site of an investigation where law enforcement officials say a group of thieves used it as a home base to push stolen merchandise received through a series of railroad cargo thefts across the country. Whether it be Nike products or Ugg products, Adidas, uh, Supreme, uh, a lot of massive uh, amounts of property, probably close to five million. He basically, they go on to say that uh, they were... They had this warehouse open and they were letting like merchandisers come in and rebuy this stuff, like acting like it was a legitimate warehouse. Everyone knew what was happening. Well, there you go, huh? Because it was half price. Because if you're a buyer for a company (laughs) and they're saying this to you, you don't ask questions anymore. That's all you're thinking, dude. The markup on this is going to be so big. I can sell them for 200 bucks and I'm only getting them for $30. You work for a company that does that, dude. All companies do that, man. I know companies that pay a hundred bucks for a product and sell it to you for a thousand dollars. Hey man, where's my article? That's weird. Uh, well, this is kind of lame. Um, hmm. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Jesus had to wait 10 seconds here. I guess that's what I get for going to USA Today. Their website is clogged and awful. Uh, so I will just read it. Uh, actually, off of my memory here. Uh, family behind $600 million catalytic converter uh, scam is busted. Here we go. Pleads guilty in con- catalytic converter theft ring. So basically, they were finding out. It's really fascinating. I didn't. I always wondered why six hundred million dollars. Yeah. And they were uh, Chinese. Is this, just, is this just because what it cost to replace it? So this that's what they're adding. This was the interesting thing. I had no idea that it's not. I always thought the same thing. You're thinking where it's like someone's buying a cheap catalytic converter for their car, but apparently there's um, there's a bunch of rare earth elements in yeah. the catalytic converter. Yeah that they said that each catalytic converter is probably worth $1,000 just in that raw material. Like, uh, wow. they, they, they said the names of them. Maybe I can find it, but it's pretty fascinating. I, I, it kind of explains, cause I was always like, I mean, <laughs> who's putting these, these, uh, what unwelt, you know, these catalytic converters that have been welded cut in half, who's putting these on their cars. But apparently that's not happening And this USA today website is awful. Jeez. Still wouldn't let me. Um. So here is another good news. We're full of good news today. New 
data shows criminals break into 55 cars every single day in San Francisco. But a new strategy by police is bringing that number down. Good evening. I'm Amadate. And I'm Dan Ashley. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Here are the latest pictures viewers have sent to the ABC 7 News I team of car burglaries that they spotted or in some cases suffered themselves. SFPD says the number of car break-ins is down 5% from the same time last year. And they credit the use of bait cars. Yeah, and the I team Dan Noyes is here with more on the first arrest uh, in this latest bait car campaign. Dan. Well, Dan and Ama, police sources tell me any arrest using the bait car will have a big impact that one criminal typically breaks into several cars in a single day. But you're about to see, even with an arrest, sometimes it's not long before they're back on the street. Oh, jeez. Well, does. This couple from Indiana is that won't all the be work coming the back to San Francisco. Department does, huh? And the Diego's just let them out. You don't understand. It's like, they don't understand. Yes, they're attacking you, but don't just let them turn the cheek. Isn't that crazy? But that's what the DA does, and that's what everyone else wants everyone else to do, it's, right? It's like... Turn the other cheek. The the problem's not the... Well, I think kind of is law enforcement now, but the problem is keeping them in jail, you know? Like, jeez. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. I didn't listen to that uh <laughs> that clip, but... They pretty much explained everything right there. Uh, this is some more good news. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and explain it. Uh, Pfizer is actually might go bankrupt at this point. That's what they want. That's what someone was talking because about. If they that. go bankrupt, bro, uh-huh. they're protected because they know what's coming up. Because the evidence, dude, this this is such a plan. They already made their money, dude. The people, they want this company to crash, and it'll just come back as a new company. Everybody's like, this is the greatest new company. They want to kill the name because it's already a really bad name. Yeah, there was something. I wish I could find that now. Where is it at? Uh, Wow. Wow. But they basically talk about how Pfizer is selling off their genetic... Um, their, their catalog, their genetic like all oh, their catalog, yeah, to China. There you go, and uh, all all part of the plan, bro. I think it may be the manufacturing. I can't remember how they. It's some way they're going to save money allegedly, but the the whole the cherry on top of that one is that even though China will have access to the Pfizer vaccine now, they still it's still illegal for a Chinese citizen to use the Pfizer vaccine that they have to use the, their version, the, the whatever the uh, Chinese version of the vaccine is, which is pretty fascinating. I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. If the Pfizer vaccine was so good that Nobel peace prize winning people won their, their, their awards and all that stuff. I don't know how that worked. Did you see the picture of that, by the way? The, there was two scientists that won the Nobel Peace Prize for oh. uh, uh, mRNA technology. And in the picture of them receiving their award, they're both wearing masks. <laughs> and you're like, what the? You mean the creators of the of the vaccine don't believe in their own creation? I mean, you know, I, I make a great chocolate cake, dude. I know. I'll even eat it. But those guys don't believe in their own vaccinations, dude. Speak, it's, uh, speaking of eating it, I, I got. Can I? We gonna stay funny, or can I play something? Yeah, this up? is this is a funny one. 
Uh, meat giant Tyson Foods reveals new insect plant in 2025. They so stop buying their stuff. They're investing in uh, cricket meal. Stop buying their stuff, guys. Stop buying their stuff. Here we go. This is my new favorite show. There's a kind of a pernicious element in here that I'd love to see you guys, you two talk about, which is a large number of our peers feel entitled to centralize the decision-making. I'm thinking of a friend Mm -hmm. of mine that was doing some very creative work with pain management, and he was very nearly lost his job. And now the protocols he was advocating have become entire West Coast-wide systems uh, protocols because they finally, after years of of, uh, vilifying this guy and God knows how many patients being improperly served, they went, oh, you have a point now. I think of the opioid crisis. The opioid thing was exactly the precursor to all of this. What do we do with our peers who feel a value who feel not just entitled, but it's valuable to centralize in these huge bureaucratic systems that I think the three of us believe is anathema to proper care. I mean, this is a worldview issue, right? Their worldview is, I remember I gave, I gave a lecture in Bermuda and I was talking about the over-centralization and how that resulted in so much of the problems with COVID. And I could feel the audience going, like I could feel their muscles tightening up, like, oh, you're, you're against us. We're for these big systems. And I thought, Really? How is that? So help help me you know, walk through that. How do we get people back to the basic principles of what Mayo uh, represented and Sir, Sir William Osler represented and the three of us were trained to represent? It answers more. I can play more because the doctors will answer it. But what do you do? And then he answers. He goes, no, no, no. That's cool. But, but what the ones who are bought into this? And these are three doctors who one doctor, uh, they tried to uh, ban because he was uh, prescribing ivermectin to now that he went to a private practice, all cash practice, where he said there's a lot of doctors right now who are just going to an all cash practice right now. I mean, freedom is the answer always. What's the question? But, uh. You know, when you, uh, there, you know, the intention is to be captured and indoctrinated, you know, that's the whole, so they're, they're trained to do that. Well, if, if you know, we're, we're, I, I don't know how you get around it, man. <laughs> later on, later on, if we would play, continue listening to it, they ask, how can you trust the doctor if the doctor now is an employee of that hospital? Yeah. Or an employee, if, if, like you and I, you know, we have to toe the company line. So if they're working for the company, they're not working for the patient. A lot so of a lot them, of these doctors are getting really upset because this that cherished relationship that doctors had with their right. patients and that they it was something personal between a doctor yep. and a patient about their health care and, and what I was think, good uh, for them. You're hitting on something. I think there's something, there's a misconnection with the hospital. Well, that's, that's where that's where at. he said yeah. now the company is being where the the it's like the business, hospital you know? or the doctors are now trying to please the company, mm-hmm. which is whoever owns. Because remember, a lot of these hospitals they're owned by big chain companies yep. now, and they're about the profit. They don't care. We we heard about that a lot. Where if 
a doctor decided to have a different uh, treatment protocol than what was standard that they would basically not be, uh, they'd get kicked off their little, whatever little board they were on at the hospital. So, you know, I think that's where you got to go. Well, you, you know, if you want to fix that, the incentive that somehow, they have, right? What's that? Why, why do, why are pharmaceuticals allowed to give doctors incentives? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't make any sense. Um, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, that uh, out of anything, again, a person who gets to be a doctor, I would think that they're in it for that. That whole, they want to be a doctor. They want to help I, people. I um, but I, if, I see what you're saying, but I think I could easily see the pharmaceuticals, the medical, all the people you're kind of talking about strong arming the hospital way before they'll go after the actual doctor. The doctor is definitely the boots on the ground. They're the, the actual, the person that has to make the call and either get screwed or go with the program. But you know, uh, cause well, a lot of times I think the treatment that the doctors are required to do is, you know, initiated by the hospital. It's not like the doctor comes no, in no, and well, says, that, that, this is it, my protocol. No, the hospital goes, this is the protocol you're going to use. It, it, is, the, <laughs> it is the hospital that has the protocol. And not only that, but you said the company has the protocol. And it might be that they choose a medicine because the profit margin is going to be larger on this one. I've had uh, exposure like that with personally with medicines where you've had allergic reactions numerous times because you had to go to the hospital numerous times. And every time you tell the doctors, no, this medicine harms me. How do you know? What do you mean? It's harm. Don't you read my records? It's harmed me every time I've taken it. No, 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 no. They'll give it to you, and then you'll have the allergic reaction, and then they'll take you right off of it again. And you're like, I just told you about this. So I don't understand what is the incentive that they've got that they're like, no, no, you you don't understand. They gave it to you wrong. Now we're going to give it to you right. And there's got to be something why they're pushing it. It's really scary because I don't, you know, I hate to say this just generalized, but it's pretty obvious. We we talked about it repeatedly through COVID that, you know, with the payouts that the government was giving for COVID deaths. Dude. The protocol system that they were using was very risky uh, to the point of, I think, 60% of the people that were intubated actually made it out. It's a very low uh, like it's a super sketchy thing to do to someone and you start to kind of go, Oh, the hospital makes money when people are sick and in the hospital for a long time. And then they make even more money if they die in the hospital. And then you're like, it really starts to freak you out because, you know, like we we're saying, they're, they're treating this just like an, uh, an executive would, a a, a company, you know, there's no, there's no uh, no heart in it, you know. They're just uh, money, I, I money, rem- money. I know? remember one one a couple of years, my wife and I had a PPO, and then the government picked up the ten percent from the PPO, so I had hundred percent coverage. I was never treated better at a hospital than when they knew that the bill was completely paid. No matter what they put on that bill, hmm. it was going to be completely paid because whatever the PPO didn't pay for, the Medi-Cal would pay the ten percent, whatever it didn't pick up. Because I qual- and you're going. When I got treated like that, dude. Prior to that, 
my daughter would get fevers and we would one dude it bothered me so much my wife lasted 12 hours at the the emergency being waiting to be seen six months later i had that insurance like i said with the the 10 percent coverage my wife didn't even warm up the seat before they called her and took her back and everything was just you know um do a little wrap up uh unfortunately the bigfoot sighting uh, last week was Ooh. not real everybody <laughs> uh, I, uh obdm covered it it was pretty funny that they they found out that there's a uh, those boys would be so happy if it was true <laughs> those boys it's like joe rogan about aliens if they were all true they would be so happy there's like a tourist uh a guide service that basically does kind of Bigfoot themed guide services. And, uh, they had, I don't know if they had multiple people, but they, they've had people dress up as a, a Bigfoot before. (laughs) So I think that's what happened there. It's kind of a bummer. Not as, not as fun as, uh, we thought it was true, dude. You would see like a a thousand people where they're already trying to go down there and try and find them. (laughs) Dude, it would it, it that poor Bigfoot would run. Dude, like I better get out of your pass. Nation, you hear the sound. Well, I guess the show is wrapping up for another day. But don't forget. Don't forget. The good word said that there'll be wars and rumors of wars and there'll be Saying here I am and there I am. But don't believe it. Have confidence. Be strong. Stay where we are. And let's continue to pray. Guys. You can see the evil people rising up. They want us to fight. But we must battle it. Prayer guys. Is the answer to it all. Get on your knees three times a day. Face the temple. And let's pray. Let's pray for the peace of Israel. Let's pray for that peace for that area. Guys. That's what that's the only way. That's what's been happening right now. This is why this whole COVID thing is coming out. That's why this government's the lizard people are being exposed. It's because of prayers. And that's the way the only way we're gonna do it. So once again, I am OG Mutt Dog. Oh, please pray for Hollywood's family and mine. And I in Hollywood would pray for you. That's why everyone listens to this show. All five of you. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for giving us a, a, a place to argue, mm-hmm. a place to speak to you guys, a place. I mean, if you guys would have heard. Dude, before me and Hollywood had a podcast, you should have heard our arguments on the bench. I can't believe we even have a podcast show together. Seriously. Seriously. And so, honestly, it's all God, dude. It was all God's plan. So let's have faith in that, like our, our father Abraham, the father of faith. So, again, I humbly say good night. God willing, we'll see each other next week. All right, guys. You made it to the end of Good Times Culture Podcast. Uh, please uh, look for us next week. We'll be back here Wednesday if um, my dog and I don't uh, tear each other apart it's in the divorce, meantime. Eh? It's a divorce. <laughs> but uh, what, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger over here. 
uh, I actually appreciate um, not just having a uh, an echo chamber in here. So I actually enjoy some of the tension. I know it may not seem like it, and <laughs> you guys may not enjoy it, but uh, that's how we get places. We gotta we gotta talk it out. But uh, that's kind of what I wish Beta. everybody would do. But I don't I don't know if anybody's gonna talk it out anymore. I feel like everybody just wants to uh, wants to burn it down. But uh, over here, I want to make it better. I'm not ready for the revelations yet. I, I want to make this world better as much as I can. So that's what we're doing here. Uh, every week we do it, and we're very grateful. Uh, we love you guys. Make sure you uh, make sure you speak your mind this week, even if you get yelled at by your buddy. You should still speak your mind. <laughs> uh, we'll be here next week exposing evil and praising God. Love you guys. Lord, give me a sign. I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown. And I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt. Yeah. Soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. Yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name. In the name.